0: No. As be something cool. You.
1: Did you put it
2: up on? It's uh, on YouTube.
1: Is it?
0: And we could, you know, cut it down right,
2: right the last couple of minutes. What they actually talked about. It. The driver interview. Yeah, they were up on the stage talking about. Know?
1: Yeah. Codes. What's going on. Whenever I hear those, I think Crotch Rocket and stoplights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or is this that?
3: Uh, Warner Little.
1: Okay. Ooh, nice transition. I like that. No, I'm serious. That's good. Think like you got a switch. more right yep i was hoping they would just keep jamming here Cornstar,
0: i like that
4: and today
5: corn star dancing what, 50 cube bus stock yep nice yep
3: Everything we have is either motorcycle, snowmobile, or automotive four cylinder. Excluding my sons.
0: Right.
2: Those uh, five horse brigs that'll do seventy three miles an hour are pretty impressive. Yesterday. Um, mm. Yeah. junior dragsters.
1: Chase Crawford's already caught that. Chase is coming on with us soon.
0: <laughs>
5: Why is it all the ATV pullers that exist are all Suzuki's? They're what? <laughs>
3: all the ATV pullers that are out there are Suzuki's. Yeah. This same guy has a case four cylinder uh, with a bike motor in it. That's pretty cool looking too. And there's
5: only a, there's only a handful here in Michigan, and they're all Suzuki's. All
1: of them. Is that diesel?
3: No, this is a Pro V-Twin. I got got, excited. Him and his dad have three of these things. I believe they got one coming out, too, with hemi heads on it. Where are they from? Uh, Down by Cedar Rapids. Is that a full Midwest
5: build? Yep. Yeah, nice tractor.
4: Kind of has that look.
3: That's actually his dad on it. Rob would have been right off to the side there. We're gonna get them. we're gonna
1: get Roos on a garden tractor before we die.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those guys have very clean tractors. Sharp. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, talk. For, Robbie is one of our buddies from Missouri. He wants to know where's the series at.
3: Um, we primarily won uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa. This you? No. are where, where you at? You gotta you uh, well, usually I'm videoing. <laughs> and mine didn't run worth a darn this year, so we, we don't need to show you the videos of mine running. Uh, that's Dero Mueller. What motor is that, Charles? I
5: don't know, but it has like a 471 blower on it.
3: Yeah, I, I believe that's a Pontiac in that. I had a Grand Am once. <laughs> Back in high school. so the same thing. Uh, probably a little different.
1: The ultimate quad four. Bruce is driving at the Missouri State Fair, Charles. Boom. Cody's pictures. Kevin Hill. Right, we got to show one more. I saw the cool case. I like this thing.
3: Oh, this is a promotional video I did last year for the Win County Fair. That's like the same that, guy with the four-wheeler.
1: That's cool. I like that case. Yep. Oh, what else. We got? Just, just the case? That's the case. That'd
3: be from the sled.
1: We got to show the case.
3: And this was when we used to run down to Lido, Illinois, and they'd haul the dirt in and cover the one street right in the middle of the town. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of a neat event. That ended up, they didn't do it after... I think that's was last year they did it. Uh, we had one guy that shut down before he went out on the pavement.
5: What's in, what's in that case? Is it a Kawasaki or what is it?
3: Uh, GSXR 750. Okay.
1: Welcome, everybody. It's Monday night. Let's Grow Pulling. It's April 4th. I have Ed Everkamp right there. He is a promoter of the Outlaw Garden Tractor Pulling Series. He lives in Platteville, Wisconsin. That's just an hour south of us. There's D. Doug Bohr sitting back there, our general manager. The great Charles Posh. Tros, wave hi. What do you got in your hat there, kiddo? Sick pizza cow. Nice. The Ryan Roosink, straight below. Ryan, you're driving Robbie's uh, Garden Tractor at the Missouri State Fair. Really? Yep. And Cody Vanderholm <laughs> is going to uh, photo and video from Vanderholm Media. So I'll we'll see what Roos has to say. I'm going to just be quiet for a second. Let's, let's not talk. He's not going to respond. I don't feel like. <laughs> is, he, is he ignoring us, Cody? Is this what he does? Uh, I think he's distracted.
4: Did you send him an email or what? Who? You. you. I did react.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go. We got an exciting show for you guys tonight. Uh, we got Ed here talking outlaw garden tractor pulling series. Then we're going go to go top fuel dragster. Uh, we got Chase, right? Chase. Chase. Chase Crawford from the Colorado Motorsports team um, knows Robbie Fagundes. And then he has some pulling history. He's got some monster truck history, and now he's got top fuel history. Well, now he is currently top fuel. And Doug was just out in Vegas for the four wides this past weekend. Uh, he flew home on the red eye. He got home at what time, Seven. 7 o'clock this morning back in Minneapolis, took a nap, and it's ready to rock and roll. So, Ed, tell us about the Outlaw Garden Pulling Series. If anybody has questions or photos, Please type in the comments. I'll flash them up on the screen for Ed. But we're all about promoting bowling. We promote it from the the garden tractor all the way up.
3: Well, thanks for letting me come on. Um, Outlaw Garden Track bowling series is uh, a big group of us kind of talked about doing something years ago. And I think I did the first series in 2017. Um, We do four hooks, Jenny, each year. And they've been very great to deal with. Um, They've been great. They've, you know, gone through or done everything I've ever asked for. They've been really great. And those two uh, clubs will be Prairie Pullers, who just did the Waterloo Shootout.
1: Okay.
3: Or the Spring Shootout at Waterloo. At the and Hippodrome? Then, yeah, at the Hippodrome. At <laughs>
1: the Hippodrome And then, Waterloo, then the
3: ATV Garden Tractor Pulling Association, both them clubs provide the sleds for me. Um, if I come in and say, hey, I'd like to run my first, my classes first, they're all about it. If I say, hey, let's let the track come around, they're like, you, whatever I need. Um, so both them clubs are really good. So that's why we kind of limited to the four hooks. Um this year we thought about adding a fifth hook. When once gas prices kind of went through the roof, I said we're just gonna keep it at four and kind of go from there. Um last couple of years I've been very fortunate. Um we kind of hooked up with ECI last year, so we run in Central City before they do. Okay, Lincoln so, County Fair. Yep, Lincoln yep. County Fair. Um those two clubs actually put on a show in Wyoming, Iowa. That would be our second hook. Um, our third hook, uh we run at Elizabeth Community Fair in Illinois, and where uh, Fantasy Pullers is, Fantasy Truck Pullers is there Friday night. We're there Saturday afternoon, and they're there. They're back there again Sunday afternoon. And then we get to go to Warren, Illinois, and we pull before Badger State. So it's kind of worked out a lot. Some of these bigger organizations have kind of helped and, you know, will kind of help promote each other. So it's been working out real, real well that way. Um, we generally around three classes our Pro uh, pro Outlaw class, which is where we get the 50.5 cube, the Pro V twin tractors, put them all together, adjust hitch height and weight to make them all kind of equal out. And then we run our 1200 pound Outlaw, which is your motorcycle powered tractors, um, snowmobile engine tractors. And then we go to like our biggest one, which is our 1400 pound Outlaw with your automotive four cylinders. And that's basically you got 1400 pounds, four cylinders, whatever fuel you want. You can have diesel, methanol, anything you would like, um, any kind of induction, fuel injection, carbureted, turbo, superchargers, it's all whatever you can make work, we'll let you run it. Nitrous, huh? yeah, nitrous. How are you guys uh equalizing
5: the uh the garden tractor classes? Like do you have do you have something for where you know a flathead single cylinder fifty can run with a Kohler V twin and, and the altered stock also? You know, how, how are you doing that? So we actually use
3: NQS, which is National Quarter Scale. Their pro outlaw rules. We just go right off of them, and they have their own yes. hitch, uh, hitch and uh, weight all figured out. So we, we go with that. Um, I'm not. I've always been kind of the motorcycle, automotive four cylinder guy. Um, Rob Millard kind of helped point me in the right direction. A couple other guys did about what to use for that class. So that's what we went went with so it's a, it's a good standardization. Class, we will adjust your hitch depend on what size of bike motor you bring so anything up to like 816 cc you run a 13 inch hitch if you're over that you got to drop down to a 12 inch hitch
1: do you know larry martin
3: yes larry martin's a great guy they come up they have some amazing tractors are you just
1: saying that because you're live or are they really good
3: people no they're really because good we people. will if you rely
1: to people's face, right, Charles? It's kind of part of <laughs> we have to be nice to everybody, right?
5: Especially not to Clark. We won't you know, we won't BS Clark.
1: No, no, no. There's two people we won't. So. <laughs>
5: There's a
3: really cute picture of Larry Martin's grandson. I've got it somewhere. We were at Waterloo a couple of years ago with him during the national anthem and he's sitting there with his hand over his chest. It's a really cute little picture. Um, I made some meme about uh, that a couple probably a year or so ago, really neat. But no, Larry Martin's a good guy, and he is one of them guys that if you tell him it can't be done, he's gonna probably try to put it on. Um, always like Charles. <laughs> um, he's got a turboed four cylinder tractor. Um, they've got a, a couple of really nice tractors. Um, he's also built in a couple of chassis for people as well. I don't know who that one is.
4: I'm just throw some photos. Yep. Yeah, nope. Hey. Um... Yeah, automotive four-cylinder classes. What is? What are you guys seeing people building with?
3: Uh, my tractor is just a standard Ford two three. Um, you get companies like Esslinger Racers, Walsh, and I mean, there's so many aftermarket parts for them. However, you're seeing guys getting the newer motors, and they're starting with higher horsepower, and then they're going up from there. So there's guys running Nissan's, Hondas, um, a couple Pontiacs. They're out there. The, old, the Pontiacs are still the older ones, but yeah, they're a little bit of everything. 423s cool. are still real popular, but you'll find some of the Ecotech four cylinders from GM. Um, we have tossed around the idea. We've got another truck that's going to be being built for my son. I would really like to do the newer EcoBoost four cylinder in that, but we have not decided on anything yet. Um, we've got a couple years where he's going to be able to run it anyways. That is actually my wife going all crazy.
1: Holy cow! <laughs> that she, would be uh, that would be me on one of these. She things.
3: has no fear. Um, if I tell her just to hold it, hold the throttle down, she she will. And she took a hard, hard left and stayed in it. And a hard right. And never once got out. Of that. <laughs> wow.
5: With those with the four cylinder engines that you guys are allowing in, you know what sort of restrictions are you putting on them? It, are they? Is EFI allowed? Yep. You know, electronic it, ignition allowed? It turbo is blower? Truly what you lacking?
3: open. If
5: four it's cylinders,
3: fourteen hundred pounds on a twenty-four pound <laughs> tire.
5: I know some guys who can guys make, run, make, make over a thousand on a Honda. So uh,
3: <laughs> if you want to try it, you can go ahead and do it. That, well, the thing, so, Charles, so he got spare two
5: T. What tire size are you putting them on? Because a thousand horsepower Honda through tires like that, it ain't going to matter. You're not going. You're never going to hook them.
3: Correct. It, everything's got to be on a 26, 12, 12 tire. Um, when it comes to cl- uh, sled classifications, that tire size, they consider everything a garden tractor, which at that point you're no longer a garden tractor, but it's got to be a 26, 12, 12 tire. Once you get into like a 31, 10, 15 tire, the sled classification sled classifications got to be a little bit different. Gotcha. So we run everything on a 26, 12, 12 and, like when you go to like Waterloo and the spring shootout, all of that's a 26-12-12 tire as well. It's a very common tire size. And like you said, once you get to that certain horsepower, you got to still get it to the ground. So you come with 1,000 horsepower, uh, probably can't use it all. And this and
5: this tractor actually tells a story because I would wager that that supercharger is actually underdriven based on that belt pulley. I mean, it's, yeah, it's blown, but it's not
3: anywhere near what it could be. It, it Probably not. I would have to ask Daryl for sure. He he's loves to tinker with that stuff. Um, before this, he had a mechanically injected tractor that he got built <clears with throat> and uh, I can't remember where that one went. That's actually the one that if you go to the top of our Facebook page, that's his old tractor and then he built this one. And this guy's had, uh, this guy's had Pro-V twins. He's had a little bit of everything. And he just, one of them guys that plays with it for a while and does another one. That's cool. hmm what is the motors that
4: those little four cylinders that hazels are built.
3: Sick road, dude. Uh, that thought crossed my mind as well. Yeah, that the day of that interview, that thought crossed my mind as well, and I was hoping to talk to uh, him a little bit down in uh, Shipshawana. uh, but we did not get a chance. He was busy with uh, uh, helping some customers, so I didn't want to bother him there. Uh, but yes, that was that went through my mind that night, knowing that I got another tractor to be built.
1: Chase. Jesus. Yep. Keep talking. You're still there. <laughs> I'm just going to do something quick. No, yeah,
3: you're good. Um, now we, we've been, like I say, we've been very fortunate. Guys that have been following this series from day one. We have a lot of pullers that are also, uh, help support this for the payout and everything. I mean, it's been very, I've been very fortunate when I started this, the amount of support I've gotten from all the pullers and everyone, it, it's been amazing.
1: guys are you still alive yeah yep just making sure i'm looking for the link to send to um chase our cleta motorsports guy so i find it it
6: how long a track do you typically run i see 357 on that is that typically where you want i mean where they run at or no
3: typically our tracks are going to be that two to three hundred foot range that would be the Long family from down by Waterloo. They actually uh, are president of the Prairie Pullers down there. They run a lot of four two cylinder, or four two threes. I believe that's got a C4 automatic in it. Um, they have three tractors that are almost identical. This thing's
1: pretty cool looking.
3: Yeah. at. The, the airbrushing on that thing is amazing. They actually won points on it too. What's this one? Fifty two.
1: these those, like, the B-twin ones or the B-twin ones? be something. Something. Yep. That's a good track in Yeah. <clears throat> it's got to be. It's Gary Brinkmeyer
0: looks.
3: <laughs> yeah, by the time we got got off the track, they were carrying it up for Badger State that night.
1: So the dream, Ed, basically was to put together I mean, kind of what started the whole idea of this series. So uh, I guess. Because so we always, all got drunk and thought we'd have the championship. <laughs> so now we got that coming up in a couple of
3: days. So through years of Poland, a couple of us got talking about got to be nice to have something to run during the, a very serious to run in the winter t- or in the summertime. There's always been the NQS, but that kind of leaves the bike motors and the automotive guys out of it. Um, so a couple of us said, you know, let's just get a couple poles together and let's try something. Well, I kind of took it and ran with it and I've been doing it ever since. And then we started with two classes, we've tried four, and we just cannot get the one class to really come out, take off, take off. So we did drop that one, but uh, the three main classes that we've always wanted to run, they're still going. So um, it works and we have a lot of people that run. It's nice to run for points for, I guess we feel a decent payout at the end of the year. Um,
1: do you guys get some sponsorships stuff? Yes, we do. We nice. get some
3: sponsorships actually. So like uh, Fair Valley Performance has always sponsored us DW Monuments. Uh, my local our local Mako Tools dealer uh, always helps us out. Um, something else we do is at the end of the year uh, at our banquet, you know where I hit when I announce all the winners and everything, which everyone knows before, but we always have prizes that we give away. so like Mako Tools is giving away socket sets to people. Um, the last two years that we've been able to have the banquet, uh, we gave away a set of free rims, aluminum front rims for guys. Um, there's usually some decent prizes to get. So even if you had a bad year, kind of walk away with something nice at the end of the day.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. If anybody has any questions for Ed Abercamp? again, he's the promoter of the Outlaw Garden Tractor Pulling Series. We've been sharing some videos and some pictures while he's been talking. Ed lives down in Platteville. Um, my home base is right here in Richland Center. So... Ed said, can I come up and be on the show? And we said, absolutely. And if you ever see videos like this or pictures like this on the page, is on our Beer Money page, there's a very good chance Ed is responsible for that because he's an editor as well on the page and helps bring this side of the polling because we can't be everywhere. So it's been been a lot of fun mm-hmm. to see all of this come yeah, together.
3: Something else we get a lot of is, you know, father and son is doing this. So dad might run one class and son runs another class. Uh, me and my wife both running it. My dad's are always running it. Um, so we get a lot of the family aspect with with it of more than one tractor coming out of the same trailer. So that that's always kind of nice too. Um, that's how I kind of got into all of this was I had nieces and nephews that wanted to pull, so I helped build them something to run because they were they were too young to run anything big. Um, so they started with it and they said you should build one. Well, that turned into my son's tractor, which you know my son was on a garden tractor two months after he turned four years old. So. He's never known life without having a pulling some type of pulling tractor at my shop or at my house. Bob Kessel has won points a couple of times.
1: That's why he likes it.
3: Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I
6: love I'll it. tell you there are some wicked cool little tractors there.
3: Oh yeah. You, you know what? I, I get a care. We pulled up in I pulled up in Waupun, Wisconsin, a couple years ago with uh Wisconsin guard tractor pullers, and they had two tracks there. And it was kind of neat because we were out mile an hour in the big tractors. They would go like 17, 18 miles an hour. We had guys running over 30 miles an hour and out the track.
4: Good grief.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is zooming. Mm-hmm. That is zooming. Okay, so I have put the link to the outlaw garden tractor pulling series in here for everybody to check it out. What's going on this weekend, New Richmond?
3: Yep, New Richmond's got a big poll going on this weekend.
1: That's what, Friday, Saturday? Yep.
3: Okay. A bunch of the series competitors are going up there.
1: Bring that back up again. Let's see, there it is. So here's a link to Ed's Facebook group if you want to join that, so click on that. Lots all the photos and videos you've been seeing on the screen or tonight are from Ed and his, his Facebook group there, so that's awesome. Facebook groups are a great way to grow now because the communities, everybody can post on them. You're seeing a lot of, you're seeing Facebook really push everybody towards that. So if you haven't joined or started anything yet for your truck or your tractor or your team or whatever, Facebook group is a great way to get that started. And then New Richmond is called.
2: Yes.
1: Midwest. Midwest. uh, We've been posting about it all the time. So Midwest Spring Super Bowl. Yeah,
3: I think that's right. There it is. Yep.
1: So this event is going on this weekend. Um, We actually are promoting this for them.
7: I got to find the flyer. There it is.
1: So April 8th through 9th. That's this Friday and Saturday, right, Doug? Yep. There's all the classes on there and stuff like that. Um, trying to feel like, yeah, here's a, their website is midwestsuperpole.com. And I'll put that in the comments as well.
7: And there's
1: our, there's our Clitta guy. <laughs> kind of neat, have top field guy on here with that average. Yeah, I, I can't compete with that. You can't? I can't compete
3: with He's can that. He's driven monster
1: trucks too, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Robbie says, read that question. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, no, not all the guys are running fuel injection. My dad is one of the guys that still is carbureted. He's got a set of electron carbs on his. Um, there is, fuel injection is fine. I mean, we have nothing wrong with anybody running fuel injection. Yeah, that's pretty open. Uh, but a lot of the newer tractors are all coming out with some type of fuel. a factory fuel injection or an aftermarket fuel injection system on them. Um, we have had a couple guys run mechanical fuel injection on some of the automotive engines. But, yeah, I, they're out there.
1: So Rob says he'll be in new Richland pulling yep. this weekend. We're going to be up there videoing, Rob. So get the tractors. His stuff always looks amazing.
3: Yes, it is. So, Rob's Rob got, got some really, really nice cool stuff. videos when yep. he came
1: to Richland Center in the past. So Pretty neat to see all that.
3: Uh,
1: any other questions for Ed at all? Thoughts, comments? Charles, Cody, Ryan? You good. Not really. So you want to hang out with us a little bit? Yeah, I'll hang out for a little bit, too. Sure. You can leave whatever you <laughs> want. The, the door's not locked or anything like that. I know you gotta drive home. Old school.
3: Add, yep, my dad would be one of the, those KZ 750s with a 16 kit in it. Awesome. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, my dad actually hadn't run a pulling tractor till he turned seventy-two or three. I can't remember how old he was. was the first time he had ever sat in any type of pulling tractor. And actually, we went down to me and my dad went down to Freeport every year and it was to me it was the funniest thing we're sitting there walking through the pits and we walk by boy's tractors and my dad walks right up to steve Boyd and says hey i'm having an issue with tire hop on our tractor and steve Boyd proceeded for about 15 minutes to talk to him about tractor setup and what he needs to do and my dad walked up to walk up to him having no idea who the heck he was and my dad came back to me and he's like oh he's really nice i'm like you know who that was he's like no i'm like steve Boyd." <laughs> He's like, oh, really nice like, yeah, he's okay. kind of a big deal. Yeah, I'm
1: like his two a tractors
3: were standing in between their heads. So, that was kind of neat too. But yeah, my my dad's been—he'll be eighty-three this year and still has still plan on running. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome.
3: That At one at one time, when we show up to an event, the oldest and youngest pullers would come out of our trailer. My, <laughs> my son was four, and my dad was seventy-some years old. We'd bring the youngest and oldest guy.
1: Super cool. Super cool. Chase Crawford, welcome to Beer Money Pulling Team. Let's Grow Pulling. How are you, What's sir? What's going on? Not too bad. How are you? Good. Well, this is Doug. You He was the one he talked to in Vegas. Were you in Vegas all no, weekend? He wasn't? He wasn't? Nope.
7: No, unfortunately. This awesome?
1: Oh, Robbie. Yes. Yeah, so tell us your story, Chase. Like, huh? Well, what I'm interested in and what I want to tell a story tonight is like everybody talks about how Tony Stewart's bringing NASCAR fans to NHR drag racing. How can we bring racing fans to the pulling world? That's one question. I have for you. You don't have to answer that now, but that's something we're going to talk about.
7: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I've always kind of thought the same thing. Like there's a lot of similarities and some of the people that I hang out with from the racing side, they enjoy the truck and tractor pulling. it's just getting them to go out to the events and, you know, check it out. It's just, you know, with the racing schedule, you've got 24 races, so it's difficult for any time away with 24 races and probably 10 weekends of testing, you know, you're, you're gone three quarters of the year. So it makes things difficult at times.
1: Yep. It definitely does. It definitely does. Well, so your friends is Robbie for That's how we found you. So your friend, yep. you're from California originally chase or is that where you live now or
7: originally from the West coast? Uh, I grew up there for 24 years. I moved out to Indiana, worked at Don Schumacher racing for a year. And then, uh, made my way up to Michigan and I was on the road racing with Sean Langdon on his funny car for two years. And then family stuff came up, had a baby on the way, moved to Texas and met my fiance and the whole deal. And back to Michigan, we are. So I uh, build, build the top fuel and funny car chassis full time now. So I actually get to uh, hang out at home and not be on the road for 30 weekends out of the year. But it's nice to be able to go into the shop from seven to four and come home and have a normal life
1: and still be around the coolest things
7: in the whole world. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no, nothing Doug was out
1: on. getting video for our page and stuff. And I watched the, I watched FS one or FS two last night. I don't remember, but, uh, that w- that looked really cool out there in Las Vegas with the mountains in the background and the four wide. And, um, I actually hadn't watched NHR drag race in a while. And then Doug's like, Hey, I think we can get chase on the show. And I'm like, that's cool. So,
7: yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something to see if you've never been to a four wide event. Um, it's definitely something to see as a racer. It's difficult because there's so much going on at one time. But as a fan, it's pretty cool to see all four of those cars go down the track at once. Yeah, yeah,
1: that would be cool. So what's right. your like? So I've heard you've driven pulling trucks or your dad has pulling trucks. What's your and is is any of that on your Facebook page at all?
7: Yeah, there's, uh, there's some pictures on there. My dad, Bob Crawford, he's been pulling since the late 80s, early 90s. He started out with just a stock pickup and made his way up to a pro-modified four-wheel drive truck. And uh, that's actually like a pro-stock style truck out on the West Coast, you know, 485 cubic inch, you know, 5,500-pound 5, truck. It has 31-inch tall CPEC tires on it, um, you know, so the little are, the little are cut tires. But uh, I pulled that for a while, and then um, I acquired a truck that ran in the late 80s, early 90s uh, called Tinker Toy. It was run on the West Coast, and he brought it back to the Midwest. And uh, between my dad and I, we built a new chassis for it and put new motor, you know, drop box, things like that in it, and then put the old body back on the new chassis and run it basically like it was back in the day. You know, I didn't change any paint or anything like that on it just kind of ran it you know for bruce the guy that used to own it so that was one of the things when i bought it i told him i wasn't going to cut it up and make it into something different you know i was going to run it as a tribute to him because it was always such a cool looking truck that there was no need to change it
1: that's awesome if you're just joining us we're live with chase crawford he works for clinton motorsports works in the shop works on the chassis and he's also Has some pulling background we're talking about. And then we're going to, I guess, some monster trucks as well. We'll get into that in a little bit. But who's all in the picture here, Chase?
0: Uh,
7: My dad's the one in the blue tank top. And then my little brother's in the middle. And then obviously me out there in the black shirt. But that was at Clements truck and tractor pull, um, I think 2017. We were uh, pulling my dad's modified truck. So. Okay. And then which one's this? Uh, that, that's his original truck that he started with. Um, he bought that body basically in 1992, 93. And then, uh, it just evolved from, a basically a pro stock style truck into a modified four wheel drive now. So my brother's actually uh, rebuilding that truck and he's going to pull that one. So
1: did you pull against like John Boren, all those guys that we interviewed a couple months ago?
7: Yep. All those guys are the guys that we pull against. Um, and then, Obviously, I drove Robbie's minis a couple times. That's where I got hooked on the mini thing. There ain't nothing oh. like riding in one of those.
1: You think you can build one of them chassis up there at Clinton Motorsports?
7: Well, we got something in the works.
1: Ooh, Charles, you're an Spo-
5: hour away, Charles. Spoiler alert: I've already seen spy shots. Oh,
7: okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I talk to Robbie almost every day, and we're kind of going back and forth with some ideas and changing a couple things and seeing what we can come up with
1: nitro would be cool in a mini rod that's all i'm gonna say
7: you can have that <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't mind driving a funny car but a pulling tractor where you're on the gas for 20 plus seconds with nitro methane don't go well together
1: it'd be neat once, Chase. It'd be neat once you, got <laughs> hey,
7: you gotta go the best of
1: Texas. Is that your what? What do we got going on here?
7: So I tournament bass fish. You do? With, yeah, along Aren't with everything sweet? else. So now up here, I get to chase the small fish, smallmouth fish around. But those are all my sponsors for my fishing stuff. Nice. Something to do, you know? Like, like you don't have enough time to go do stuff. You got to add more stuff to the mix, right? I was
1: just going to say who's, uh, who's the MILF sponsor? Up there on your right
7: shoulder. That's just MLF. That's major league fishing. Nice. So nice. Yep. Is that good barbecue sauce? It's pretty good. Nice. Everybody I've gave it to or sold it to, you know, they uh they like that stuff. Good deal.
1: All right, so you're turning it back fisherman, you build funny car and top fuel chassis, you yep. track the truck pull. and then where's the monster trucks come in?
7: Uh, I just worked around them a little bit, you know, helping buddies out that had trucks or, you know, just miscellaneous stuff here and there. More drag racing stuff and tractor pulling, though, you know. I mean, that was actually uh, – it looks like it was in Charlotte. We actually won a four-ride event. They do another one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we actually won it in 2019. So, that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I got That's two wins win. two wins in a short amount of time, so – Two wins I always get to keep with me.
5: How many of the teams at this point are, are actually doing their own chassis building work? You know, the, the back in the day, you know, you, you'd call a, a, a Brad Hadman or a Dave Uhar or a, or a Murph McKinney and get a chassis ordered up. How much has that been internalized now?
7: Um, basically, everybody builds their own stuff. Um, we build, obviously, top fuel stuff and funny car stuff. Um, Morgan Lucas, they build – top fuel chassis and then, uh, John force racing, they build some of their own stuff and then DSR same with them. They got a full blown fab shop down there. So a lot of it, you know, is any big team is basically doing everything for themselves now just to kind of, you know, keep information that they want to try inside the inside the shop instead of leaking it to somebody else and giving them secrets, you know, because to find, the 10th of a second or, you know, even half a second nowadays is, is incredible. And there's a lot of testing and time involved with things. So you don't want to go giving Murph McKinney or, you know, Lucas stuff that you, you guys figured out. How much trouble are you guys running into with uh, just raw material supply? Is it trouble getting, getting a a rack of pipe? So thankfully for, connie coletta letting us do what he does uh we have a lot in stock um there's talk about change to the funny car or to the top fuel chassis and that's kind of putting everybody in a bind um with with sfi and everything else you know they're, they're basically trying to slow us down and make these cars safer per se but the cars are already safe you know what i mean Once in a while, you have a freak accident, and those freak accidents come from people doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing. The cars are built well enough nowadays that nine times out of ten, they're going to do their job. You know, I mean, there was a couple incidents last year, the year before, that there was major chassis stuff that happened, and that was nobody but the people working on the car. You know what I mean? how much knowledge
5: is there in the drag racing world that would translate to the pulling world about pre-stressing the frame and, and building it a certain way
7: to make it react to its environment? Um The one I was kind of talking about that to one of the guys at the shop because I was bouncing ideas around for tracks or chassis and stuff like that. Some of the information I can't give out just because it's, Inside the That's shop information, but there is quite a few similarities um obviously we can't arch a chassis or something in a mini rod or in a big tractor like you do in a top fuel car or in a funny car but a lot of the stuff is very similar i mean it's you know it's all the same material I mean it's just different wall thicknesses I mean some of the stuff I'm using is the same stuff that a lot of guys use on their minis or whatnot so a lot of the stuff is very similar.
5: The, the next question I got is where do I score one of those little racing,
7: uh, uh, hoodies? Uh, that, that was, uh, employee issue only. <laughs> we got some like them on the website, but they, uh, they actually, they give us, you know, in the shop guys actually like a gift this year and it was a backpack and sunglasses and, you know, some, some apparel stuff, but.
5: I'm only, I'm only an hour from you guys. So I'm gonna have to come pay a visit.
2: Oh, for sure. I'll hook you up. Where are you guys at? I get first dibs. I'm 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 in I'm in Romeo.
5: I'm i I'm an hour north of Detroit. So it's it's about it's literally 60 minutes door to door from me to your, your shop. So that's not bad at all.
1: I'm just like an awe, Chase. You have like the coolest job in the world. And normally I talk more than anybody, but I'm just kind of this is kind of cool tonight. So thanks for coming on.
7: Yeah, no problem. It's pretty cool. I mean, like I said, getting to grow up trucking tracks pulling with my dad and my mom and my brother and then with Robbie and all those guys. And just, you know, I enjoy building things and being on the road's hard work. I mean, like I said, you're gone 34 to 36 weekends out of the year and you drive about 60,000 miles in a season. So being off the road and being able to relax is pretty nice.
1: Yeah, they actually talked about that on the broadcast yesterday that the, you know, the stress of being on the road away from family and stuff like that, that's hard on everybody. So.
7: Oh yeah, for sure. Like Morgan and I met, uh, April, 2019 and I was still on the road full time. And, uh, I lived in Michigan. She lived in Texas and it was tough, but we made it work. And at the end of 2019, when we hung our funny car up, the, uh, sponsorship moved on to different things. I moved down there and like I said, we had a baby and stuff on the way. I convinced her to come back, thank God. <laughs> I worked on offshore boats and stuff down there, and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that again.
1: Like offshore racing boats?
7: No, offshore tugboats. Oh. So that wouldn't be
1: nearly as cool as working at Clinton Motorsports.
7: So. No, definitely <laughs> not. Heavy duty stuff. You know, a crankshaft that weighs twenty four hundred pounds on a six, sixteen cylinder Caterpillar motor. Woof. Yeah.
5: How much? Do, how much does the the, the dedication? Right, the to big
7: GTA Caterpillar work? motor is kind of cool. I mean, they're kind of cool. They make four thousand horsepower at like twenty two hundred RPMs or something. Yeah. See, we can have lots of fun with those if we just put multiple turbos on it. <laughs> you
0: know. Yeah,
5: and they, yeah. In, in, and we raise the unlimited class weight to about. 11 million pounds 11 million yeah million.
4: you
7: could put
5: one on there and be overweight i'm in favor
1: charles what's mick do you know what mick's talking about
5: how much is the dedication to, to detail work in in drag racing and we see it in in videos a lot of times you know clay Millikan's really good about showing that in his channel but all the all the minutia that go into and really i think there is a corollary to that to pulling the people who don't understand at the highest levels that you've got to pay attention to all those little things and have those spare parts available you know what's what's your perspective on that from what you're doing every day
7: man it's it's just that it's you have to you have to give 100 percent all the time because if one little thing goes wrong and in a funny car you have major problems in a dragster. Yes, you're going to have issues, but you know, motor-wise, if a dragster blows up, okay, nine times out of ten, the driver's fine. You know, you got oil all over the track and all over the rest of the car, but you can throw a a tin underneath it and about ten cans of brake clean, and you're ready to go racing again. You know, a funny car, it's just like sitting on top of many with a body on it. You know, I mean, that thing blows up. It's not only the body, but the concussion under the body and, you know, everything else. It's one thing that Sean said is we blew the body off of it in Chicago, 2019. And he said, that was the day that I turned into a real funny car racer. And that was nothing that we did physically. It was something he did as a driver. So to make sure our stuff's a hundred percent and go out and yes, it was race day. He tried to pedal the car and it just blew up, but you know, it's the same thing. You got to give 110% every time that car's put together. When it's at the shop, you got to check it over. I mean, there's been multiple times when we go race it during the weekend and we get back at the shop and find some issue that somebody overlooked or, you know, somebody didn't catch. So it takes all 10 guys on the team to give everything they got to make that car go down the track and make sure it's 100% every time. But same thing with pulling, too. You know, I mean, the mod guys. You know one thing wrong with an engine you know it blows up just as bad
5: the the data logging that you guys do on on that level you're you're checking piston crowns you're checking you know crush on on rods there's there is an immense amount of data logging how much can pulling learn from drag especially nitro drag racing about how to shepherd their own parts and you know spend maybe that that extra little bit of time and i get it not everybody has all the time in the world but spend that time to maybe do some metrics and save yourself from the 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 disaster that that may come from overlooking something where an
7: engine's telling you hey i'm hurt yeah that's a thing too you know like They make tools so readily available nowadays for checking that stuff. Like, you know, you can get on online and you can buy stuff to measure rod and piston combinations. You know, where before you weren't ever able to. If you had something like that, it's because somebody made it, or you know, you made it yourself, or whatnot. You know, a lot of the guys, um, you know, they can. They can do a lot of it themselves at home. I mean, it's easy as like checking to see if you got a pinch ring land. You can take a new ring and run it around the ring land of the piston and just make sure that there's not an issue with it. You know, you can put a wrist pin and a dial, you know, a dial indicator and spin the wrist pin and make sure that it ain't bent. Measuring rod a rod's a little different because when we measure a rod and a piston, we put the piston, the wrist pin, and the rod all together and put it in as one piece, and we can know hey, this rod combination is a 1,000 shorter than the rest of them or 3,000 shorter than the rest of them. But like I said, anybody can get their hands on those tools nowadays. You just got to spend a little money. For me, I would rather make sure it's right than go out and blow my stuff up because if I go blow my stuff up, I ain't pulling anymore or drag race
2: Chase, can you explain to them kind of in a series of events what happened yesterday? on doug's first run of
7: the so, day so that was a driver thing Uh on race day you, you never lift and the car started smoking the tires at three four hundred feet and uh, you bang the blower off of it knocked the injector off of it when it over rev it kicked the rods out i mean it was a you know, it's it's a disaster. <laughs> it just, like, you know, you don't ever want to lose. You don't ever want to lose, and especially on race day. So, you to do what you can do to get it down there, and hopefully it makes it.
6: I think so somebody got
7: part of that injector.
6: What's been uh, one of, like, the biggest chassis developments in the last few years that you've seen that's made a biggest difference on cars going down the track?
7: Um, cars always go down a racetrack. Um, the biggest development is obviously safety stuff, you know, I mean, since the accidents happened 2004, 2005, there's been a major transformation in safety stuff. And the cars are virtually the same. Um, four strand of three, wa- a three rail car for a little while or whatnot, but the cars are virtually the same. They just, add more safety stuff you know more bars in the roll cage more padding Um, inside the roll cage now there's padding 360 degrees you know around the top of you down to your shoulders all the way around your back now where before it was just like basically foam clamped to the roll cage now we make carbon inserts that go in there that bolt to the roll cage and then we send them off to like bald spot or something and they put that high-density foam in and cover them up. So just major safety improvements from what they used to be back in the day. But the rest of it's virtually the same.
1: John, one of our uh, California pullers that you know, he said, what's your brother Dalton doing with hard
7: eight now? He still got it. He just – doing some updates on it. They're just putting my dad's truck back together, and they're going to go run my dad's. He kind of wants to run it as a tribute to my dad. Since my dad's running my truck now, (laughs) cool, yeah. Like I said, we've been growing, going, pulling for a long time, and we enjoy those old trucks that had meaning back in the day. You know, they don't we don't like to buy and sell a bunch of them if we buy them, it's because we enjoyed them and you know, enjoyed my dad, especially enjoyed them watching as he was growing up as a young kid. He'd go to the fair and he watched the hard eight truck pull, watch Tinker Toy pull, and that's what got him into it. So to be able to have those trucks at the house now are pretty nice.
1: I found an old picture of Tinker Toy I'm gonna throw up here on the screen quick from your Facebook page, Chase. So, but this is clearly one of the older ones. Pretty cool, so. That's
7: Country Mod? No, that's a Pro Mod, 700 cubic inch Ford Hemi motor. Uh, It was Pro Mod, like I said. Late 80s, early 90s. He ran uh, a lot of West Coast stuff and then made his way out to the Midwest. I know he pulled, you know, Indiana, Ohio area f- a few times and then made his way down, you know, made his way a little south, Kentucky, and whatnot, and then back to the West Coast. But that picture was probably, uh, if I had to guess, 92, 93, somewhere in there.
1: That's a cool photo. Got the USHRA logo on there.
0: So. Yep
7: that's how I got it. Uh, when I, I drove up to Bruce's house and it took me a year to get the money and stuff together. And when I opened, I actually got the trailer too. Uh, I opened the trailer and there was about an inch of dust on the whole truck. And it was like, I stepped back in time when I walked through the door, you know, it was like, man, that truck used to be where I was even around. And then, uh, I got it home and washed it up and there was still buffing compound on the truck from when they waxed it when they put it away. and that's no buff or anything that's just washing with soap and water and it was i mean it it was in good shape
1: what are some of your favorite events to pull at in california from in the past
7: uh cal poly for sure to larry i mean anywhere with a good track you know somewhere you can hook some horsepower to a lot of tracks we pull on are like rodeo grounds you know so the dirt's real soft but any good tracks like that, you know, Cal Poly, uh Hollister was a good track. They're all fun. Chase, it's can you read
1: Andy's
0: question?
1: Chase, can you see that question on the screen from Andy? Yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't either, but Andy, Andy does, so it's all good.
7: Yep, I do not know who that is. We have stumped Chase. We have Chase. How often do you get to drive every year? Man, I haven't got to drive uh, since 2018. I miss it. I'm I'm itching.
4: It's about damn time you go and get behind the seat and behind the wheel again, right? Hey, there was me. Yeah,
3: I know I'm
7: ready. I'm gonna. I've been talking to Robbie and stuff. I'm gonna go hang out at the Norwalk, Ohio pool and. See if I can uh, pick up a ride one time.
1: That's got to be Robbie Fagundes. I'm not watching tonight, guys. That's got to be Robbie. He's not smart enough to log into Facebook, probably, knowing Robbie. So
7: it's got to be him. Yeah, Yeah, uh, that was one thing, too. Growing up as a kid, uh, I always, always had a thing for mini rods. I got pictures when I was five, six, seven years old, and, you know, I would just stand over there and look at him for hours. And my mom's like, we got to go watch dad pull. And I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that later, you know. And then when Robbie's like, hey, you want to drive one? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was pretty thankful for that whole deal. He uh, definitely took care of me there.
6: I love it.
1: Pull against Dan Colo?
7: That, I well, that? Yeah, I pulled against him numerous times. He was another uh, West Coast guy that pulled. You know, since the late '80s, early '90s, he pulled from the West Coast all the way out here to the Midwest, and that guy's got more wins than I don't even know if anybody's got as many wins as he does in a modified full drive truck. Okay, so Andy says John Densky,
1: or Canton Topsoil, is east of your shop on Michigan Ave, about two miles, Michigan and Beck Road. So there you go.
7: Right on. That's I'll what you're doing for lunch
1: tomorrow, Chase. Yeah, I'll have to check it out for sure.
5: <laughs> he wants to build a super stock,
7: alcohol. Yeah. i tell you that. Oh, nice. Right on. Yeah, I got diesel pulling, you know, I pulled a two six truck for a little while. It was a daily driver, but I enjoyed the diesel stuff. But there ain't nothing like the blower motor sitting in front of you. Can't argue with you there.
1: Never done it. I'm scared. Scared don't be
7: scared. I was too until the motor fired up. I was more nervous sitting there strapped in with the thing shut off. When the so motor fired up, I was like, all right, it's time to go.
5: That's a thing, man. The, the, the one modified I drove, it was you know just 871 standard helix, big block Chevy, nothing fancy. I was more worried about moving it around in the staging lanes than I was actually once it was hooked to the sled. And uh yeah, that's that's a thing. You you just you you know what it's gonna do when you're
7: hooked up. Oh yeah, for sure. That's exactly how it was. I was sitting there waiting to get fired up and my legs were shaking, and I was like, Can we just get this over with already? And as soon as it fired up, it was like I'd driven one a hundred times. Yeah. And I was like, All right, it's time to roll. That's that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes.
6: So I have to ask, what was your two six daily truck that you drove?
7: Uh LB7 Duramax
5: fixed
6: vein for the win
7: yeah yeah it was just started out as a street truck and of course you're never going to pull it right and then uh the county fair came to town and everybody's getting their trucks ready and i'm like you know what i'm gonna build a weight rack for it and put a hitch in it and go see what it'll do i ended up getting third at like the first pull, and then i took it back to the house and put fast on it turbo injectors you know the whole deal and uh there's a couple of pictures of it on Facebook, I think, but uh, took it back two weeks later. Got first place, got a couple second, thirds, and then. Well, uh, oh, that that paint scheme up.
5: looks too much like the sled. I'm, I'm, it's, you're cheating, right?
7: <laughs> yep, one hundred percent.
1: Well, the sled operator owns that tractor and the
5: sled. Yeah.
1: Out,
2: so.
5: Yeah, it's, it smells like bullshit.
2: So just a little history with that tractor. How many Chase, how many people you think have learned how to drive in that tractor? Oh probably about ten. All right. Including Jay Leno.
7: Yeah, including
1: Jay Leno. Is that the one Jay drove? Yep.
4: Yep. Does that include Jay Leno? Yes. Yep. Yep.
7: Thanks to Robbie. He's letting a lot of people get his feet wet in that thing.
5: Hey Jay. Throttle all the way down all the time. Do it again.
1: Is that it?
7: Chase? Yeah, that's it.
1: The White Knight.
7: I don't even have a name for it. (laughs) There we go. That was when it was a street truck. And then, you know, you know how it goes. It just escalates, but I finally had to just stop. I said, before I (laughs) tear up what I'm supposed to be driving to work every day, I'll put it back to how it's supposed to be.
0: There's
6: there's a moment when you realize that the mileage you get daily driving when you want to build a pulling truck, they don't mesh together real well. No, not at all.
7: So here is the the video
1: of Jay Leno driving. This is one of Robbie's minis, is that right?
7: Yes. Okay. This is the black one that you saw a picture of a minute ago. it's the same tractor they just uh they redid it all powder coated a bunch of stuff and cleaned it up so can you set this up chase where was this at you know i don't know where that was at to be honest with you i was not there for that pull
1: is that jesseline right there yep
7: okay yeah
1: i don't know if i'd stand that close to the track with Jay Leno driving a mini rod would you charles Oh,
5: Charlie, after you uh, the video. The way he handled, it, no, I would not stand that close cuz uh he he got he was clearly scared of it.
7: Yeah, after we you watch the video, I wouldn't be anywhere close to that thing. Guys,
0: did get a bull, bull,
7: I think he's even got an open face helmet. Yeah, awesome.
5: (laughs)
0: Jay Leno
1: driving a mini rod. How cool! that? That was even wilder than I remembered. Look at him kind of chuckling. That's a pretty good hole shot.
0: No, no, it's not. Cross top. not
5: a Drew Adam Wilson. You know better. You've been used to
0: sneak. what
2: he's <laughs> doing.
0: I just wanna know what Robbie is thinking
1: in his play.
7: What's that, Chase? i What'd just you want say, to chase? know what robbie was thinking inside the sled
0: <laughs>
7: i just want to know what robbie was thinking inside the sled
1: i think he broke my tractor i think that's what he's thinking lisa Joestock says well, that makes my first <laughs> take on a mod look really good <laughs> that
5: thing that that was is that an old white song chassis mini Yep. yeah we drove
1: yeah oh so is this was his tv show they're recording looks like chase
7: yeah I'm
1: thinking so. Yeah,
7: they uh, recorded a whole series for him and they ended up out there. It was cool, like, you know, watching the videos and everything. I'm sure he had a hell of a time.
1: Man, Robbie Fagundas knows all the cool people. He knows you, Chase. He knows Jay Leno now. He you knows
2: us.
1: He knows us. I mean, I, I ain't have that cool. I, yeah, you
0: are. You are. I just get to do cool stuff.
1: I messaged the gang today, and I knew Charles was just giddy giddy. I, like he could reach to the screen right now, chase and give you a big old smoochy. Yeah. He's not even into dudes, and he still would kiss you right on the lips.
5: I, yeah, I would. I woulda. I woulda.
7: I'll own that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to see who gets here first, you or Doug. Race is on, dude. I what live closer, you closer to you? than you do. Unfair
2: Justin. You have an unfair advantage.
5: I'll I'll be there Saturday. What? No, actually, I won't this Saturday. I got to pull. Life but... sucks. Get a helmet, Doug. Where are you <laughs> pulling at? Somewhere up here. Yeah, Mason, Michigan. It's the National Antique Tractor Pulling Association season finals. We'll be at the Ingham County Fairgrounds.
7: Right on. I think I saw that last week. Actually, on the I was on here watching last week. Yeah, yeah, we talked it, Jared, about it. Late. Yep. We uh had a we have a carbon shop at the at Coletta Motorsports and we ended up having to do, we had to mount two dragster bodies like emergency job. Cause they were uh, supposed to get wrapped this week. So we had to put in some hours last week, but we're all ready. So
5: well, so that's, that's a story right there. Is that, is
7: that because of the switch over to the, uh the Supra? Um, um, body? We actually, so that body comes from Roush. Roush makes the body. And then, uh, you know, we do all the tree work and stuff like that in it. And, you know finish some of the carbon stuff that goes on the inside the aluminum tin work the firewall stuff like that but um a lot of the dragster stuff we do you know they're all you know carbon bodies too and uh they uh basically basically what we do is we put pieces underneath the chassis set all the side panels on you know get all those zeus buttoned up with doublers and everything and then mount the hoods mount the cowl do the windshield I mean, for us to crank out two bodies, it was like four and a half five days, but I mean it's part of the job that super is a bad piece though
5: yeah a lot of a lot of the talk coming out of the guys from who had one was just how big the greenhouse was and how much better the
7: visibility was so if you look at that picture if you look at that picture, if you look at the bottom of the front windshield, nothing in the front windshield is cut out anymore so it has a flat firewall flat dash in it so like where the dash is it's 90 degree bend down that turns into the firewall there's no what we call a doghouse that covers up the injector or anything anymore so it made visibility like night and day different
2: that's
5: something that 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 brings up something so with with funny car and top fuel in in the pulling world, there's there's a push to to have the setback supercharger to put that dime that, that triangle in the center of the intake manifold. Is that a thing, or is that a, is a concern in top fuel or or the funny car to to do that, or do you
7: just run it right up front and, nope.
5: and put put yeah. the arrow
7: more important? Everything we have is a setback manifold too, just like the okay. just like the pulling stuff. It just moves the ports back, you know, gets everything more centralized on top of the motor.
5: Yeah, it does. So that's cool that the, the super body so the super body was designed then to accommodate that, to get away from that doghouse issue and, and still have that setback lower.
7: Yep, that's basically one of the big things. And then they you know they raised the front windshield up a little bit, you know stood it more straight up and down. You know, raise the roof, lower the rest of the body. I mean, there's a bunch of crazy stuff with that body. The normal, I don't see. You know, but it is
5: obviously didn't hurt you in the wind tunnel because if it had, it it I wouldn't it wouldn't you. have made it.
7: And I'll tell you, they spent so much time at the wind tunnel to get that thing figured out. I mean, it's astronomical. You know, I mean, we tested different things on the old Camry body, 2018, 2019, 2020 to get ready for that super body. I mean, it's been a, you know, six, seven year deal to get to where it's at now. And we got one at the end of last year, you know, December, the first part of December was when we finally got our hands on one.
5: Are you guys a distributor on that body or, or is somebody else responsible for that?
7: Uh, Somebody else is responsible for that. That's a Toyota racing development piece. Um, Roush makes it obviously for TRD, but that's a, if anybody wants that, that's a TRD thing. We're gotcha. just uh, lucky enough to be one of the first ones to get it.
1: It's awesome, man. I love it. Yeah. Chase, your mom's watching? So No,
7: I guess. I told them about it earlier, and they're like, oh, we'll go check it out. I'm surprised they're not asleep. <laughs> it's
1: like 7 o'clock in California, or is no, it? No,
7: they're in Tennessee now.
1: Oh, so they're, it's 10 o'clock in Tennessee, yeah.
7: Yeah, they uh, sold off all their stuff in California, and Moved out to the Midwest. My dad's ready to go tractor pulling. Ooh,
1: there you go. Uh, so, tell him about the Pullers Championships, May 13th and 14th in Nashville, Illinois.
7: Yeah, he's uh going through the truck right now, trying to get a couple things sorted out. He got a new transfer case for it and some motor upgrades over the winter time, and just trying to get everything finished up. I got to make a set of motor plates for it next week. Awesome. <laughs>
1: hopefully, uh,
7: hopefully he'll be ready. Did,
1: did you see that, Chase?
7: <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't texted me yet. <laughs> uh, Dusty's I a good to- buddy.
1: He, he,
5: Yeah, he's he's good for that.
7: I talked to him quite a bit. I've been uh, I've been getting on to him, looking for a couple parts. You know, there's a, a few things floating around that I'm trying to keep my eye on, and to get them nowadays is next to impossible. If anybody, if anybody can, can it?
5: find it for you, it's Dusty, cause the dude knows everybody.
7: Yeah, I know. I told him. I said, uh,
0: "Hey, uh, find a mod fold for Chase, and I'll put it." Um,
7: I was uh, talking to Dusty the other day, looking for a set of fenders, and he's like, "Hang on, give me a minute. I'll make a phone call." Two days later, he texts me. He's like, "Man, I called everybody on my phone, and I couldn't find a set of fenders for you." I'm like, dang it. <laughs>
2: He's, he's good
5: you
7: like
2: that, though. go to a carbon fiber shop and you can just make your own.
7: I don't have time for all that. <laughs> I'm supposed to have that thing done after the Norwalk pool. Ooh. So I'm, I'm running out of time.
1: Well, you'll have, you, you'll have to give up bass fishing then, Chase.
7: I know. That's on hold for now.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
2: Well, it's
7: still frozen up here uh,
1: jesse took me through the
2: trailer yesterday and showed mm-hmm. me explained to people the amount of of uh, equipment that you guys take with for damn You know if, if things go wrong and and uh
0: comparison yeah, so,
7: so every team you know, has, the
2: alcohol motors for like injectors to the nitro motors
7: so every team has two trailers uh you know two trailers per team and then the dragster guys have a support trailer and then the funny cars guys have a support trailer and Doug can tell you, you look in those trailers and it's parts and parts and more parts. And then what you don't see is upstairs because you only realize that you're downstairs and upstairs is filled with more parts and more parts. And then in the the dragster support trailer and the funny car support trailer, there's a mill and a lathe and, you know, basically any tool you need to make anything you have work. So it's, it's pretty self-sufficient, you know. When you see those three teams pull up to the track, any of the guys on those three teams can get whatever done they need to get done there. I mean, there's welders in every trailer. I mean, you can you ten can do short a lot in every trailer. What's that?
2: There's ten short blocks in every trailer. Oh
7: yeah, yeah, ten short blocks, eighteen to twenty sets of heads. I mean, when I was I, was, I built blowers on Sean's car and I had seven or eight blowers at a time, you know, four or five injectors. You know, I had 10 to 12 sets of plug wires and, you know, it's dual plug. So 16 plug wires per set. So all that stuff adds up pretty quick.
5: We, we're, we're not going to talk about it on this show tonight, but we're going to have a conversation, you and I, about supercharger modifications because I'm fascinated by that shit. And yeah, we're we're gonna talk about blower mods.
7: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I can and know. I know you know, I it know because know if I can talk you're in the video.
5: No, it, it, this, this that won't be a conversation that'll be shared. That'll be that'll be something for you and me to to sit down and and talk about. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. All right.
1: Any anybody, anybody else have anything for Chase? Any questions out there? Uh, please type them into the chat. We um. Uh, <laughs> I'll just throw this up on the old screen. Josh says, "I would trust that guy has ripped off many in motorsports." I'm not sure what that
7: means.
5: Yeah, just Let's delete that and block him.
7: Okay, that's fair. I don't think we there's, should block him, but there's a backstory to that. I know what he's talking about, but that's- oh get into it another day you know how it goes. okay there's always two sides to every story gotcha
5: so something gotcha. i'm curious about and i want to hear because you're one of the guys who builds them talk about the the idea of of, of dual rail frames in the cars what, so what does that do what does it mean what does it mean for setup
7: so a dual rail is just a Basically, a a standard frame rail car. A three rail car, they added an extra bar in between the lower frame rail and the upper frame rail in the back section. So like in the funny car, basically where your hips would sit in the race car. Just to strengthen it up, after Eric Medlin's crash and Scott Coletta's crash, obviously they were just doing what they could do to try and make the cars as safe as they could possibly make them and a lot of guys ran them for a long time and then decided to go back to the standard two rail deal because there wasn't that big of a safety increase for as much material as was added into the car
5: how much of that
7: is you know
5: at the end of the day we're all always trying to compete we're trying to to be quicker and be faster where is that intersection between being safe and being quick and understanding how much you can twist a chassis and have a respond and be fast but also be responsive in a crash
7: um, i mean that's above my pay grade obviously but the guys at sfi and you know other chassis builders they all put their heads together and come up with the best possible scenario for anything that's why constantly you know every every week we're having meetings with sfi and other chassis builders to vote or discuss or go over different safety ideas and things of that nature because let's all be honest here we push those cars to the absolute limit you know i mean anything can happen at any given time you're working with 12,000 horsepower and we want them as safe as possible not only for crew guys for fans for drivers you know just safe all across the board so we always try to make sure you know that it's kind of like a bond that everybody has yes we all have our own information but everybody wants the same goal nobody wants anybody to get hurt obviously and we want to do whatever we can to prevent or try to prevent that from happening so I again, mean, like i said with sfi involved and stuff and the weekly meetings and different things of that nature all. You, know, you can push them basically as far as they'll go i mean we're always trying to improve and raise that bar you know what i mean
5: this this might be a touchy question and you can dodge it if you want to and i'll certainly understand if you choose to how proactive is the sanctioning body in making rule changes for those safety things but doing it in a way where it's enhancing safety, but not necessarily backing down performance.
0: Um, they they do try and add rules in. I mean, like we're fighting right now with, uh, with a rule that a lot of us don't agree with. Um, they're trying to do everything in their power to get it passed and get it pushed through. But the racers and freeboots and things like that don't want it to be pushed through. And it's, it's hard because, you know, we want to go as fast as we can and push the limit and be better and, you know, we want to go off and do some stuff that we may throw things at us that are not necessarily right or tested to make it kind of difficult and sometimes They're so like, oh, we've we this big guy and we've got this wild idea so we're going to go with it. Well, you we have... Fifty people that get to decide and vote if they want to do it or not, you know. So that that kind of helps out a little bit it just and make it so just that one guy can't come in and say, "Hey, we're doing this." You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
7: Can you guys hear Chase
0: okay? He's getting quiet, but I can follow it.
7: Okay. It might be service. The service in here is terrible. That's better. Every I- better. Damn You're back. good. I, I followed all of that. Thank you for that. It's all about you, Charles. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's been, uh, there's been instances where things have happened and they're like, Oh, well now we're going to throw this rule at you. Well, in reality, the things that happened were caused by somebody else doing something they shouldn't be doing. They're pushing a gray area that shouldn't be pushed. And, You know, it it makes it difficult for the guys like us that build chassis to what they're supposed to be built to. And we don't try dumb things. If you try dumb things, that's when people get hurt. And there's people that are willing to push those limits and accidents happen, you know. And it makes it hard when somebody's like, oh, well, they went out and crashed their car, so now you're going to do this. Well, what kind of information do you have because that car wasn't built right or they were doing stuff to that car that shouldn't have been done in the first place.
2: Well, I want that.
5: on that note, I will not ask you about Dension's parachute fix that got him DQ'd in Las <laughs> Vegas this weekend. So we're going to not go. Man, around. I
7: haven't even, I haven't even heard about that. I saw something. I, I grew up racing with Rupert and nostalgia, Nitro stuff, you know, and to see him, that team busted their ass, you know, and to get out there and not qualify and then get a call late, Saturday night, say hey, you better be ready for first round. And then I read on there that Dincham had some kind of issue, and I was like, man, that's kind of weird to get thrown out for, you know,
5: tossed tossed for something that was witnessed by a tech inspector and then told after the fact if you spent the money for the parts in the run.
7: Yeah, yeah, We're, no, I, we I,
1: won't go there. We're, I'm not gonna. I'm not you man, put you on that spot. Man. Chase, like when I see sixteen qualifiers or funny cars or top fuel teams for cars, how many actually? How many actually are there trying to qualify? Like twenty, thirty? How many is it?
7: Um, it all depends. Um, we've had a, a better showing lately. Um, a lot of the younger guys, um, or the smaller teams per se, or they have a pay incentive now to come out and try and race and qualify and stuff. I mean, I think to qualify you get ten thousand bucks. You know, for a for a guy that goes out there and makes one or two runs and makes it in the show that pays for his travel. And, you know, yes, there's parts involved, but they're getting parts that, you know, discounted cost, or, you know, they get parts from big name companies or, you know, big teams, whether it be us or DSR or John force racing, they get parts, you know, basically at a discounted rate and they can afford to go out and have a little bit of fun. So you're starting to see a lot of underdogs come up and promote, you know, the, back to the way racing used to be is you know the normal everyday guy can put one together and go make a few runs a year and have fun and put a couple dollars in his pocket you know as long as you don't tear too much stuff up right
1: bruce time to ask your question buddy bruce
4: Bruce. sorry internetting is hard um Chase, if, uh, you could steal the keys to anything for a weekend and go pull it past, present, whatever, what would it be and why?
7: Man, I'll probably have to go with a mini rod. (laughs) All right. And where would you pull it? a, A modified tractor would be cool. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what that's like, but it'd probably have to be some, you know, Bowling Green or something like that Friday, Saturday night. And, uh, probably have to be the keys to a mini rod for sure
4: i like it fair enough Ed. i didn't ask you but you got five minutes to think about it Ooh. and then we're coming to you
1: can't just sit on that for a
3: little bit i can
1: chase how can we we do this because we love the sport um you know we don't spend nearly what top fuel or funny car guys spend but we spend a lot of money to go pull in how can we get more fans in the stands and drag in more sponsor you know i mean the sponsors will follow the eyeballs. We, we all know how this works. How can we get more eyeballs on the sport of truck and tractor pulling? Like, in your opinion,
7: man, I think just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, we see in NHRA that, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020, we saw a lot of fans disappear. And that was just, I mean, due to people not really having an interest. And at that time, NHRA was kind of going downhill. And there wasn't a lot of people that were putting money where they were supposed to. And, uh, fans started noticing it. Racers started noticing it. And, you know, when the camping world thing came along in 2020, when Coca-Cola did its deal, all they do is promote, you know, whether it's a TV commercial radio ad, you know, Facebook, same thing, you know, just, just get it out there and get the fans involved. And, you know, try and be interactive with the fans at the pools, like NHRA, you know, they throw t-shirts and do silly stuff. You know, they run around and get people off the out of the stands and do like a video game on the up on the big screen TV or whatnot. Just you know, and the thing with NHRA is any ticket you buy is a pit pass. So you can ask Doug. You can walk up right to the ropes and when they push the car out to start it up you can feel the fuel hit you in the face because you're that close. You know what I mean? So just anything like that. If you could get the fans a little closer to the action or, you know, if you could get them in the pits and kind of corral them so they're not in your pit, but close when you warm up or whatever, I think that would be a big step too.
2: Even that track walk yesterday was pretty cool. I kind of stayed by the stage to save my spot, but that, watching people lose their shoes and
7: no yeah for sure
2: you've never experienced it i don't think yet you don't even know what you're going to get
7: right yeah i totally agree with that one the track walk's definitely pretty cool
1: what else gentlemen what else we got for chase
5: I I peppered them and uh I'll get I'll get to I'll get to you through Dusty and, and we'll hook up and, and do a shop tour. That'd be cool.
7: Oh yeah, for sure. Just let me know. I mean like I said, if a weekend would be better. Yeah. But, uh, for me too, dude.
0: We'll, we'll figure that
7: out.
3: Chase, do you guys yeah. do much for shop tours around there or you gotta kinda know someone to get in there or it's you're just general public, and you can you call and get some kind of shop tour, or
7: uh, you can call, yeah. A lady Patricia will answer the phone,
3: and uh, you can
7: talk to her, and she'll kind of point you in the direction. She'll either tell you to come in or whatnot, and then, uh, you know, the everyday guy can come in and with his buddies and kind of get a walk through. But it's very general, you know. It's uh, yeah. it's uh, here's the stuff, and that's about it. You know what I mean? I want to hit you guys on an off weekend where the haulers are, everything's there and you're not off at a race. So we'll figure that out. Oh yeah, for sure. Anybody wants to come by, just let me know. I mean, we can make it happen. Awesome. Yeah.
1: It'd be awesome. Cool. Chase, this means how you want to get in a mod. Thank you so much. What's that? Thank you for doing this. Chase,
4: before you go. Oh, how bad do you want to get in a mod? Because we know people. (laughs) Man, I'd love to drive one of those. Come on, guys. do you think Jared wouldn't let him have a have a shot and take a test pass in Nashville? He'd bring it all the way from California.
5: Yeah, come on, Jared, Britchie. let's 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 do this. Let's look this up. I know yeah, you're watching. Pulling with Jared.
4: I've been pulling with Jared for
7: a long time.
4: Chase, he's coming to Nashville, Illinois on the 13th and 14th of May. I know. I'm trying from to Mother's Day there. weekend. If I can, if you uh, can make it down there. We will get you in that mod one way or another. <laughs> yes, we will. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm definitely. No, you don't, Boar.
7: <laughs> we'll tackle Jared
5: personally, and 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 just like you, you steal his, steal his helmet. You're
7: you'll be good. Yeah, that'd be fun for sure.
1: Well, Chase, thank you for everything, man. It means a lot that you came on tonight, and
7: let's yeah. stay in touch, okay? Yeah, no problem. I appreciate all you guys for uh, having me on and let me talk. And hey, like I said, if you guys need anything, give me a shout, give me a message or whatever, and I'll see if I can help you guys out. Awesome. Yeah, I need a I need a Kalina Racing hoodie. All right, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll find something. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh
5: yeah, man! Thank you. I appreciate thanks, you guys. Thanks, thanks
1: buddy. Thanks, thanks buddy. See you guys it later.
4: very much. See ya.
1: <clears throat> okay, that was cool.
4: Jeez, yes, it was.
5: Charles is flustered. Yeah, he's like, oh. yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of, kind of had a nerdgasm
1: there. I'm good. <laughs> kind of had a nerd there. No, that's awesome. No, I was watching the show last night, and they talked about the crossover, or Doug mentioned the crossover they were talking about with Tony Stewart racing. How he's brought some, you know, NASCAR fans over, and you know, I mean, having events at Norwalk, Ohio, that's going to be cool, Charles. I mean, that's yeah, it cool, is. It's
5: good for everybody. It so. is. And they're going to do they're going to do that such justice. And everybody's worried about, you know, is it going to be two track? Is What's it going to be? It's going to be two track. And what people don't realize about that facility is that the, those walls move. They're not anchored to the ground. They can push those concrete wall, berry walls back. And so it will be two track. It's going to staged just like their drag races are. And they'll come up on and have one hell of a show. It's and the baiters don't screw around. The yeah, bigger, baiters
4: don't screw up.
5: No, and they don't screw up. That's the bigger story. You're gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have fireworks, you're gonna have a great show, you're gonna have a dollar for a pound of ice cream to fill your face with. And just th- th- it's a great place to go. I've never been there, and I'm saying this without having seen it. I'm gonna go. For NHRA here in a few months, and uh, yeah, if you're blowing this deal off and thinking it's going to be some kind of sideshow, you don't know what you're talking about because there's there's reality behind behind this, and 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 a and a, and a and a track owner who really
1: understands promotion. I don't know if you guys talked about this last week at all, but one of the things I heard from some of the competitors that pulled at the Mac tool winter nationals in Louisville. They said it was a different feel. It was more energetic. It was fun. Like people cheering, you know, so I kudos to Connie and I don't know whose idea this was, but you know, we had Mike on the show a couple weeks ago, but we, I think polling got exposed to a whole new fan base that night. We had a bunch of messages on beer money that that's the first poll they would ever been to or first poll they've been to in years and they loved it. I mean,
0: so what other fun, kind
5: of- fun story, the same promotion group who's behind the mats poll,
4: It's going to be behind
5: Norwalk. Yep. So get ready for more.
1: Yeah, Cole says they do it right in Norwalk. Great, awesome place for a poll. So, no, that's awesome.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, so even our own Adam says, "Mac Trailer International is definitely fun. A more interactive crowd than the farm show. Did adam get a new pickup or did he what happened it's new trucks and lights and he's yeah posted. he got
5: a new Illumiduty yeah. duty and he put it on some he put it on some billet wheels uh. they're tiffs off-road they're not that bad adam the the wagon wheels you had were better these the, this is just no. you showing off suck i um, agree with adam no <laughs> i don't i don't i'll tell him that to his face when we get to White let's White put it or, this way. He's White going to have a flat in. bill and a vape
4: in about two weeks.
5: Yeah, yeah. We we can have this conversation face to face, and I'm telling you, it sucks. We'll go back to John in a second. Here, we got a 20 by 12 custom. Op- I don't care. I don't care.
1: So, so it's an truck, everybody.
5: That's, yeah, horrible.
0: <laughs>
5: Stupid. Would you thumbs the up or thumbs down? Flat bill are coming? I hope you need an alignment the next time you roll through a parking lot hitting
4: with a freaking speed bump. It doesn't make it through Chick Fil A. Love you, buddy. To... But you knew I had to give you a hard time about that. Yeah, well, you knew. Yeah, I...
0: happen.
5: dude, I, I love you, dude. But no, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, okay, all right. I'll take. I'll I'll deduct points for the IH license plate. You get you get you get benefit of the doubt for that. But the wheels and tires, dude. I hope you have to get an alignment every freaking week.
1: <laughs> oh, we like Adam. I do like Adam. <laughs> That's being nice.
0: That's what do we do? Nice. What do you say about what people
1: you don't like? That's not, I'm a little nervous about. Yeah, you
5: do. You don't want to hear that. You've already seen oh, Adam. Little- Adam, how are him. you going
4: to beat your wife at the drag strip when you stand that much taller? You <laughs> hmm? <laughs> could drive the expedition under your freaking truck, dude.
1: Adam, I think it's cool. You be you, buddy. You be you.
5: Short tires, quicker response, 60 foot times.
1: Easy geezy. John says <laughs> you need a Mopar. So. Oh, God. Yeah, I got rid of the pot stir earlier. I got a little back, Chris, on that. So that guy, we ended that. So uh, that's my home track. You know what?
5: You know what Dodge stands for, right? Dead on delivery, garbage engine.
4: Whatever. <laughs> Here we go! <laughs> how to piss off everybody by Charles? Chandler. Why don't Why not you tell that on on the mic at UCC? Huh? Let's Let's see I, how that I works. I gladly will. I gladly will.
5: Right after I don't think one, you
0: have the balls to do it. Sunday about
5: five o'clock. I'll, I'll say it even before somebody grenades one on the rollers because they will.
4: Friday noon.
5: Bring it. Just because Sean Sean did one, I'm just saying. Done. It ain't just Sean. There's lots of legendary people who will back up my claim of dead-on delivery, garbage engine, blow your shit up on the rollers. (laughs) Yeah, but you look at the number of – Sean Baca, uh,
6: power-driven diesel. Look at the number of Dodges versus – Josh. They're running. Yeah, saying. how
5: many of them is a tank? You got to blow them all the fuck up. Bring out 30 of them. We're going to blow all of them up and We're then there'll no be like one Duramax left that actually actually did a really stupendous fire um, that was still good enough to run after a fire for 60 seconds with the Cummins weren't. And uh, we've had uh, the the power strokes that made like 2000 horsepower with no oil pressure. Yeah, let's let's blow them 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 six in a rows up. That was enough, pretty impressive. Enough. That was enough, Jesse, right? Enough. Anybody? No, actually, it was uh uh uh. Braid fart.
1: Adam, send me that YouTube link. I know Wilson's got the YouTube link.
5: No, the uh, it was uh, out of North Carolina. Those guys who put it up there with no oil pressure on a 6'4". Yes. And
1: Charles,
4: we have a new fan. Yeah,
5: great. Awesome. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. I've they never be, had that one pop onto the chat before. They must be
6: Ford fans. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> so we've had, we've well, that says something about you, doesn't it? Truck up there. We've never had the, the Dirty Girls until we put Adam's truck up there. The panty droppers, you're back. You missed it last week. We had
6: that
4: last week. I'm just saying.
5: Did we? Oh, yeah. It was Rudy's? No way. Yeah, yeah. Rudy's. They went up on the dyno.
4: Wow.
5: They went up on the dyno. It was knocking like a son of a gun. Ripped it up to whatever the hell number it came up. Like 1,500 horsepower. And it comes back down off the backside. And we hear this. This slap 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 and then just stop. And everybody started laughing. It was it, it was funny as hell. What I year just got a this? text
1: message. Are we having a wind tunnel moment, Charles?
5: No, we're not having wind
1: tunnel
4: moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, we're not having wind tunnel moment. That was that, that would have been twenty. Man, that's like Armstead coming back from the grave and finding Jason's cell number to say oh, that.
5: Oh, my God. Yeah, that was 2018. That's awesome. It was 2018, I think. It, that was the year of the, the supposed 3,000 horsepower where um, Waggler had the canoe valve engine and uh, industrial was bringing this crazy shit. That was a fun weekend. That was a fun time.
4: I think that was, was that. That was my first year there, I think.
5: Might have been. I. It might have even been the year, too, that, that uh, Firepunk had the Sigma motor. And everybody was we, it, was a sec- it was a secret. No one knew. And everybody said, oh, my God, they've got this thing. I came out of the tower, and I went back in the pit, pit area, and they were warming it up. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's real. Ran back up in the tower, told everybody what's going on. And when they climbed on the dyno, I'm down there with Drew and the two of us being tractor pulling guys like you know Sigma Motors. We're going, yeah, this is awesome. We're on to this. Everybody's backing away. They're, they're starting to bring the thing up on, on RPMs. Everybody's stepping away. They're scared as fuck. We're just getting closer and closer and closer. Like, yeah, give me this. That That was awesome. That was a moment that was the moment i don't think there's video of it because you can't there's no there, there's no no shot of us seeing us do that but i i swear we were getting closer and closer standing underneath that thing when it went for a full rip when no one else wanted to do it
4: was that the year that uh was that the last year that they raced quarter mile
5: yes it was they went seven so that was
4: that was the year that they broke the record
5: 788, think, yeah, that was, uh, 185 that was miles an hour in in a in a full body truck—just nuts. I don't want. I don't want to see this. I don't I know. Either. I don't know who filmed that. I was standing exactly where that was filmed from, and Tony himself was my feet to my right when that happened. So, Charles, the motor's just running, right? Just backwards. Backwards. No, it wasn't running backwards. It wasn't. No, the the charger exploded, and when the the turbine wheel blew out of the housing. It went backwards, and what it did was it chopped the fuel, uh, the fuel control rail, and then went through the intake manifold, and and ventilated that. Hit the firewall. Went up through the windshield broke that and then we never did find it but on a common rail duramax engine like that the front position of the fuel rail is not closed it's wide open so when it severed that that electronic harness it dumped 100% fuel to uh one side of the engine and that's how it ran away and uh uh mark broviak was stomping on the brakes trying to kill that motor it finally killed itself because it ran out of fuel there was no more engine there was no more fuel to 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 supply it it ran for about 60 seconds um with no oil pressure because the dry sump oil pump feed belt had been broken in the explosion and this, the this, the the uh, aftermath uh, teardown with some Pico oil, unpaid uh, plug plug for them. the the internals, of the engine, it was fine. the sh- the long block was fine. It was just one of them perfect storm shit things that happens. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Pullers Championship guys, about 40 days away. I'm pumped.
5: Hell yeah. I'm
1: psyched, man. Let's do this. We got some billboards up, got some uh radio ads starting. The boys down below here are working on Facebook targeting. I started some Snapchat ads today. So if anybody in Illinois sees a Snapchat ad of the Pullers Championship, let me know. I'd like to see how that works. I had a nice call today with the Snapchat lady. Riley from Denver, Colorado. She was my advertising expert today, so super nice gal.
0: Hmm.
1: What else, guys?
5: I've got um, the finals for National Antique Collectors Association this coming weekend. Season championship. Gonna go out there and have a good time and. Then uh, outdoor season's coming guys. We're there.
1: We're there. Perfect. Roos. what's going on in your world stud? His internet really does suck tonight.
4: You're looking at it. I finally finished up the. Yes, it does. Um, I finally finished up the uh, farm show photos. I saw some go oh, That was nice. On that was fun. Yep. So Vanderhoof Media, what do you got? Knockout.
6: I was gonna say I'm in the same boat as Ryan. Probably uh, Cowtown photos, knocking those out. Uh, ah. do, got some videos to uh, get produced and put out there, and uh, and then here in a few weeks we'll be. Be headed to Illinois.
1: It's going to come very quickly. Yeah. No, my sick post that today, and I just saw that and said, that needs a logo and a, and a date on there. That is the coolest picture. So simple, yet so cool. So high hopes sitting in the trailer there.
6: So, that's, a, that's a black tie affair is what that is.
1: That's a black tie affair?
5: Yeah. I like it. I got a final thought, if you guys will allow it. Of course. Um, came to light today the auction for Stan Bonavita's Super Farm tractor. And Stan, that tractor was intended to be a tribute to his brother, Chris. Stan left us via his own solution and that was a few months before andrew my my late business partner did his did the same thing andrew was upset deeply upset about stan doing that because he'd befriended him i've lived this Deal, And I just want to put it out there that don't go there. If you've got that bad idea, call me, get a hold of me. Let's talk it out. This doesn't have to go this way. Um, It's been a tough day thinking about the guys who mean a whole hell of a lot to this sport that have, have gone by the wayside. And it doesn't have to happen that way so
1: he lived in Michigan, Charleston, obviously?
5: No, no, he they were from Pennsylvania and pulled with New York a lot. Okay. And and the tractor is is going to be up for auction. I I don't have it pulled up, but it's going to be up for auction. And it's a super farm? What's that?
1: It's a super farm.
5: It's a super farm and the, the there's a photo montage if you go to Andrew's page on Facebook, which it's it's still there. the The profile photo is of a montage of Le Bonavita's super farm. He yeah. was that he was that bothered about what happened, and it it sucks that we went there with him. Um a few months later. So.
1: so he he killed himself after Drew?
5: No, but it was before. It was before. It was before. Okay. It was before. Yeah, that's that that that's the image that this um, is a
1: tractor that's going up for auction?
5: That's the tractor that's going up for auction, and that's the exact photo that is Andrew's legacy. I'm sorry guys. I can't talk.
1: Nope. I get it. I'm just trying to to share it out, Charles. So
5: no, it's, it's, it's good. Like I want people to know, like we, we, we do this, we do this stuff and we go out to tracks and we, we go have a, have our live our best life. And we have this fun and do something that is so awesome, but you'd never know. And I've said this before you never know what you're going home to and maybe it maybe it's awful. Don't make that decision. Call us get a hold of one of us and let's have that let's have that talk and impress upon you all the awesome shit that you're a part of right because I don't want to do this again. Yeah. and he didn't want to do this again let's be there for each other let's let's understand that there is a life beyond the track there's something that happens beyond out, outside outside the chalk lines and i'm there for you and these guys are too
1: thanks charles i know that's hard and i'm here you know We've talked before, and we all have. So if anybody needs anything, please reach out. We're all we're all here. Nobody goes looking for trouble, right? We always assume everybody's okay. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to show some videos from the Outlaw Garden hey, tractor points series Real, real oh, quick. Yes, Cody. Ryan's got to ask this question
3: to Ed. Oh, yeah. Oh, so since I watch the show pretty much every Monday night. Um, He's a fan. He's yeah. a fan. Yeah. As much as <laughs> as much as I would love to hop on a big four-engine mod, I had to pick one, I'm probably going to run a light super. Um, if I'm gonna pick a tractor, it's probably gonna be the Terry's too high strung. And I'm gonna do it in Dubuque, Iowa. Dubuque, Iowa is like the place I remember when I was a kid growing up, where my dad would take me to truck and tractor pulls and monster truck shows. We'd go every year. Anytime they have one, we'd go there. So I remember that as a kid. Really cool for me to remember that. Yeah. Tons of pictures and like I Say I'd I pick one, probably gonna be that tractor. I've always liked that tractor. I think it's amazing. It is. It absolutely is.
5: Ed, thanks for coming on the show. Now. No, thanks for having it. me. I appreciate everything you guys. do. No, but
1: it's we're all in this together, mm-hmm. and we do this for the sport. And you know, the fact that you came up with a different series, you know, we had this dream of the Polaris Championship, and we mm-hmm. got together, you know, last year, last summer, late last summer, start putting this together, and just like you guys got together and put together a series, you know, yep. I, I, we feel like. What I like, what our, you know, what we do on social media, we share everything. Yep. And that's why beer money is popular. From day one, we have just shared everything. It's never, ever been just about the remedy. It's been about way more than that. Yeah. So um, we appreciate you coming up. So we're going to share some videos. Charles, you are you good, bud? Tell us, Charles? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Love you, brother.
5: Love you too, man. Thank you. Cody? Yep. We're good.
1: rusi Peace out, homies. See you guys.
3: Have
2: a good
1: night.
3: Thank you, guys.
2: There's that guy. He's back. Old Josh Lacey.
1: (laughs) stirring
0: it up.
7: So we're going
1: to roll out with some videos. Cool. How about that? Where's this? I was Belita, I Illinois. If I could read, I could probably do that here. Uh, you do a good job with videos.
3: I work, I actually just got different, I've got more cameras and I've got more cameras i big on the sludge, you
0: Yesterday, how did
5: I
2: you
4: get her? I got second place
2: I was pounds. I I
6: today, seven pounds.
2: I was pounds. I I I was pounds. I pounds. I I was I was, <laughs> They were all 280, 290. One was 310, maybe 312. And you were? I put her in at 370 feet right in the sand pile. the only mistake I made, I didn't put her in a
0: registration booth with the (laughs) girls.